Welcome to Equipped and Established, a podcast of Valley Bible Church where we seek to equip people with the Word of God to be established in the truth. Hey everyone, this is episode 23 of the Equipped and Established podcast. Thanks for listening. Today's episode is part of our Q&A series where we answer questions submitted by our listeners. This week we are looking at the topic of how we as believers should approach relationships with unbelievers. And so specifically the question that was submitted was, how should believers balance slash approach friendships, also family relationships, with unbelievers knowing our biblical commands to, one, love your neighbor as yourself, from Matthew twenty two thirty nine, two, be a light to the world, Matthew 5, 14 to 16, and share the gospel, Matthew 28, 19 to 20. But then also, three, bad company ruins good morals, 1 Corinthians 15, 33, and four, do not cast your pearls before swine, Matthew 7, 6. Okay, so <laughs> kind of a lot going on here in this question, but essentially, as I kind of summarized before, the, this boils down to how believers should approach friendships or family relation relationships with unbelievers. Okay, and and even in the question you can start to see that the Bible has kind of a variety of answers to this question. So there's it's hard to give like a specific straightforward answer because as we're going to talk about uh it kind of depends on the situation a little bit here, okay? Circumstances can be different, and it kind of depends on that. However, even though I say that as kind of a caveat, uh, I do think one passage that really comes to my mind when I think about this topic um, is one that I think will give us a general principle to kind of work with here, and then we can build off of that to then address kind of the passages that were mentioned in this question, how we should balance all these different commands of where it seems like on the one hand, we're supposed to be uh, a light to unbelievers and we're supposed to love them as yourself. But then on the other hand, it's like, hey, bad company ruins good morals. What are we supposed to do? How, how does that balance? Okay. And so uh, we're going to address all that. And so the, the, the main passage that I think comes to my mind, though, that gives us kind of that balance in a sense is from John chapter 17. And and this is part of Christ's high priestly prayer that he prays uh, just before he goes to the cross, like uh, during the kind of upper room, last supper, uh, during that time. And and so much good stuff in that prayer, right? But like we're going to focus on just a chunk of verses here in John 17, verses 14 and 19. And, and listen here to how he describes his prayer uh, for his disciples. Okay, so praying for his disciples, this is what Jesus says in John chapter 17, verses 14 to 19. He says, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sake, I consecrate myself, that they also may be sanctified in truth. Okay, so 
hopefully you can start to see some of this, right? Like in, in Jesus' prayer, we see kind of two aspects of this, of the reality of believers, okay? And and we kind of encapture in this phrase, and maybe you've heard this before, where we can describe our role as believers that, <clears throat> excuse me, that we are <clears throat> in the world, but not of it, okay? Maybe, I don't know, maybe you've heard that before, um, but we're in the world, but not of it. And so that's really kind of how we function, right? This is this balance as believers that we need to walk this line of we are supposed to be in the world, but not of it. And so we'll break this down a little bit more. And I think even those kind of two broad categories, right, being in the world and then not of the world, kind of, I think we can lump some of those uh, commands we saw in the question into like each of these categories, okay? And so we're going to start out by talking, first of all, about being in the world. And because and I think there's even just this misconception, even if we think of this, maybe we've heard this phrase of the being in the world, but not of it. And I think even sometimes we can kind of misunderstand what Jesus is saying here, right? And when, when we use that phrase, because notice what he prays here in these verses, it isn't necessarily a, yeah, you got to be in the world and that's just kind of your cross to bear. You just kind of have to deal with it and all that. No, he, that's not how he describes this. Instead, rather what he says, I'm not asking you to take them out of the world. Okay. He's praying to his father, like, Hey, don't take them out of the world. But rather he says that just as the father sent the son into the world, he says, so I have sent them into the world. Right? So we have to understand first off, this idea of being in the world is not just a Oh man, we just kind of have to endure and get through this, but rather we are in the world for a purpose. We're actually sent into the world. So it's almost better. I was reading an article that mentioned this, where it's almost like, it's almost better to describe this as uh, sent into the world, not of the world, right? Like rather than just saying we're in the world, but not of it. Right. Um, because we have to understand we're, we're on a mission here. There's a purpose why we're here. Okay. It's not by accident. Right? There's a reason why when we come to saving faith that we don't just immediately go to heaven. Okay, And that's because we have a purpose. We have a mission here. And that's what Jesus is talking about here. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but rather I'm sending them into the world. Okay, And so there is a very real aspect that we as believers need to be engaging with the world. Okay, The Christian life is not meant to be lived in isolation from the world. Okay. We're not to remove ourselves from the world. We're not supposed to go up on the mountains and meditate by ourselves and just stay away from everyone. Or even, I know it's a drastic example, right? Um, but still like not that, but also I think what's become a tendency, even in Christian circles, especially like in America in different places, right? Is there's been this growing tendency to remove ourselves from the world. And I don't think that's it either, right? That's not what I think Jesus is getting at here. And I think sometimes we might focus on the, yeah, we're not to be of the world. And as we're talking about in a moment, like, yeah, that's good. But I think sometimes we emphasize that at the expense of we're being sent into the world though, right? We have a mission. And so we can't lose sight of that reality of we are supposed to be in the world. We are supposed to be engaging with the people of the world. And so I think part of that is having these sorts of 
friendships, these relationships with unbelievers. Okay, we are supposed to, I think, be friends with people. We are supposed to engage family and love them, even as, again, so we're lumping some of these commands that were in the question of, yeah, we love our neighbor as ourselves. We should hopefully love our unbelieving neighbor as ourself. We should love our unbelieving family member as ourself, that they should see the love of Christ on display and how we interact and we care for them. And they're not going to see that if we never interact with them. That's just simple, right? That's simple, logical thinking, right? Like they're never going to see this if you never interact. In the same way, right? Matthew 5, we're supposed to be a light to the world to where when people see our good works, they turn and glorify God. And again, if we're never interacting with them, if we're not building any sort of relationship with unbelievers, how are they going to see our good works and turn and glorify God? How are they going to do that? If we're just continually removing ourselves further and further from the world and kind of isolating ourselves amongst our own just Christian uh, bubble here. No, we're called to be a light. Okay, we're called to interact so that people see our good works and praise God. Okay, so we have to have those relationships. And then kind of the main thing, right? Like, even as the question brings up is, yeah, like our main priority is to share the gospel. Okay, that's our ultimate mission. That is why we are sent into the world as Christ described here, because Matthew 28, as kind of his final charge to his disciples, sorry, don't know what's going on with my, clearing my throat here. Um, But this charge he gives his disciples, right, is to make disciples of all nations. To go, bring the gospel, bring the good news to all people. And so, again, that's our ultimate goal. And so, again, we need to be engaging with people to do that. Okay? And and part of that, like bringing the gospel, I think is also living out the gospel in front of people. And yeah, you could do kind of the cold turkey evangelism, go to the parks, go share the gospel of people. And that's great. God can use that, right? God... Word works in amazing ways. But I think one of the most impactful ways that we share the gospel is when we actually build relationships with people and then share the gospel with them. Okay, as they see our lives um, and see how we are different, that then opens that door for us to share the gospel with them. Okay, and so, and I think it's much more effective when they understand like, oh man, this person really does care for me. Like I've seen the love they've shown for me. I've seen their life of good works and all these things. Like this makes sense of what they're now telling me about this Jesus. Okay. Rather than maybe it's like you share the gospel and your neighbor's like, well, that's the first time they ever talked to me was to tell me that I'm a sinner, right? Like, and that might not go over super well. I mean, again, God can still use it, but again, we should be looking at building relationships with people and loving them, showing Christ's love to them, and then looking for opportunities to share the gospel with them as well, right? Because that's our ultimate. If we truly do love and care for them, we're going to want them to know the gospel as well, all right? And so there's this reality. We are to be in the world. We are sent into the world for a purpose, okay? So we should be in it. We should be interacting with people, building friendships, relationships, all of that, okay? 
Hopefully that makes sense. But there's also this other part, okay, where Jesus talks about that they, that his disciples are not of the world, just like he is not of the world. And this is where we get kind of this other part that, yeah, even though we're sent into the world, we are in the world, we are not of it, right? Meaning we don't just go along with the world. We don't live exactly like the world, all that, okay, what the world values. We live for Christ, just like Christ was not of the world. We are to be not of the world, just like him, okay? And this is where you can kind of lump in those other commands that were in the question, okay, where, yeah, 1 Corinthians 15, Paul talks about um, not being deceived, that bad company ruins good morals. Um, but again, we need to be careful of that because I think we can read that and then people take that to the extreme of like, ooh, don't you hang out with unbelievers. Don't you do it. It's going to ruin your good morals. But that's not necessarily Paul's point, right? I mean, it, to some extent, yes, it, uh, it is, but not to that extreme, okay? Because even in the context, you look at the context, he's talking about who, who's the bad company there. It's these people who are denying the resurrection, okay? De denying a future resurrection, okay? And so uh, essentially teaching like a false doctrine, right? And influencing people in that ways. And so Paul's like, hey, be careful of those people because they can kind of affect you in a negative way, right? If you start also believing that there's no future resurrection, then yeah, your life's going to change. It's going to be different and it's not going to be in a good way. And so we have to find this balance, right? Where with unbelievers, we should build friendships and relationships with them. But we also need to be careful that these relationships are not causing us to sin, causing us to stumble, right? To where if it's like, oh man, every time I hang out with this person, I end up in sin in some way. Like, yeah, that's not good. And you need to be careful of that, okay? And kind of the same way, like, I don't know if, I mean, this might be just more wisdom, right? But like, I think you should you should hopefully have like, hopefully your, some of your closer friends and kind of relationships in that way are with believers, right? Like, that you can get sound advice and wisdom from rather than just, well, I just always go to these unbelieving friends and get all my advice and wisdom from there, right? So that's not great. But again, this is not a call to just never associate with unbelievers, but rather it's that warning, right, of just, hey, be careful, okay, that you're not being influenced by kind of worldly thinking, worldly doctrines, okay? Again, remember, you're supposed to be the light kind of influencing those around you by your good works, not being influenced by the unbelievers around you, right? Hopefully that makes sense. Okay, so again, there's wisdom that's needed here as well, okay? And speaking of wisdom, uh, the last kind of uh, passage I mentioned is kind of that command of not casting your pearls before swine, and that's from Matthew 7, when Jesus is talking about that, and again, like the pearls kind of referring to uh, spiritual truths of God's word, which again, would include the gospel even, and Jesus is talking about not throwing these precious truths uh, before like the pigs and because they'll turn and trample you and all that, right? And really, I'm not going to go deep dive into that passage, but the idea there is not, Jesus is not referring to unbelievers in general, okay? Because again, we just saw we're supposed to share the gospel with people, right? So this isn't unbelievers in general, but rather it seems to be referring to a 
specific subset of unbeliever. And I would kind of argue it's um, kind of seems to be referring to those who persistently reject the gospel and not only reject it, but mock, revile it, and even become kind of enraged uh, by the truths of God's words and becomes increasing, increasingly more like hostile to you. Okay. And so in that case, in those specific instances, right? Like I think it's, there's a certain point we stop throwing our pearls, right? Before them and we move on to others. Okay. We see something similar, like in Paul, like in his life in Acts 13, um, specifically Acts 13, 46, he's speaking to those in Antioch and he kind of essentially says like, uh, to the Jewish people, like, Hey, like you've rejected this. We're going to the Gentiles, right? Like, and kind of that's that in practice. And so again, there's wisdom here because how do we know that we're at this point with someone? Okay, this isn't as if, oh, I shared the gospel with them once and they rejected it. Well, not casting my pearls before swine. I'm never talking to them again. That's not what it is, right? But rather, like, if they consistently reject it and they become more and more hostile to you and the message of the gospel, then, yeah, there might be some wisdom in moving on to other people, okay, and bringing the gospel to others, but even in that situation, hopefully we still pray for that person and just we leave it to the Lord of to work in their heart to bring them to saving faith. But um, but we need to realize like that's part of like that's again like a specific subset. Okay, so this isn't just, oh, don't ever <laughs> throw your pearls before unbelievers, right? Like, um, but instead it's referring to that specific more hostile um, unbeliever. Okay, and then there's wisdom of moving on to other people and using that time to engage other people with the gospel. Okay. All right. So that kind of deals with all those passages that are mentioned in that question. Um, but again, this, as we kind of wrap up here, this is hopefully something we consider is this idea of, again, kind of bring it back to the John uh, 17 passage that we are to be in the world Again, with a mission that that doesn't mean again to just kind of endure and be around, but rather we are supposed to be in the world, among the world, like engaging people, building relationships, building friendships with people, engaging family and all that, being loving, showing Christ to them, not only in our words of sharing the gospel, but even in our actions of just showing Christ's love to them, being kind, being gracious, being merciful, showing all those things, patience, all that is to be on display to those around us. We're putting all that on display as we interact with them. But as we do that, we are to not be of the world, okay? We're to not essentially in the name of building relationships, uh, sacrifice godliness, okay? We're not supposed to like, oh, well, like, I guess I can sin because I'm going to reach them for the gospel, right? Like, no, that's not what it is either. We're supposed to be not of the world, okay? So there's that balance that's needed. We're engaging people, building relationships, but again, not being influenced into worldly thinking, into sin, and all that, okay? And so, again, there's a lot of wisdom involved, okay? I can't give, like, a lot of specifics here because it's a lot of wisdom that's needed, but hopefully this provides some kind of things to think through and some balance here. And to even question just even in your life of, 
just on a practical thing of how are you doing with this? How are you doing with this of just being in the world, right? Engaging people, building those relationships. Okay, do they feel loved and cared for by you in their interactions? Okay, or you just, or do they know you like maybe they do know you as like the Christian, but they're the Christian that only talks to them when, I don't know, they want to try to hand them a track or something with the gospel or something. I don't know, like, again, we should, don't get me wrong, should be looking for opportunities for the gospel. But we should also be... interacting with them in a way that they sh- they see and feel that love and care for them. Okay, that again, when we bring the gospel to them, that our interactions and our lives, our relationships built with them backs up kind of our gospel message. Okay, that they understand, that they see, man, yeah, this person does love and care for me. That's why they're telling me this. And man, yeah, I see their life is different and there's something different about the following this Jesus guy, right? Like, And so hopefully that makes sense. All right. I think probably rambling a little bit here, but, um, but yeah, but consider that right challenge, like actually reflect on that of how are you doing in that area? And then also how are you doing in, maybe you're like, man, I do great in engaging the world and all that, but then maybe you need to think, okay, how are you doing and not being of it? Okay. Of not just living and thinking just like the world around you and just looking no different than the world around you. And you don't stand out as a light for the gospel, a light for Christ. Because that's not great either. Okay, so there's that balance that's needed. So, all right. So to wrap up, right, hopefully we're looking to, as Jesus said, we're sent into the world. So hopefully we're understanding that mission to where we are to build relationships, build friendships with people, engage people, live life with people, looking for opportunities to live out the gospel in front of people, looking for opportunities to share the gospel with people, but all the while understanding that even though we do that, we're not of the world. And so we will stand out. We will be different. We will not live lives of sin um, and follow sinful ways or thinking. And so we'll not go along with those things and we'll stand out. But again, to put all that Christ on display into the world around us. Okay. So hopefully that helps. Um, I'm going to probably just keep rambling if I keep going here, but so I'll wrap it up here, but hopefully that answers the question. If not, feel free to ask a follow-up or ask any other questions with that. Uh, Feel free to do that. Okay. So that's going to do it for today's episode. So we'll catch you all next time.